Hey, a quick pre-show announcement. Um, there's two spots in the in this podcast I am doing. I've done, and uh, I'd say at the ten minute mark, and again at like the twenty five minute mark. I think uh, the sound kind of drops out and or gets a little wonky. I could not clean it up, so I apologize in advance for those two little minor um, hiccups. In the podcast, uh, I tried to edit it out, but it, I couldn't do it without cutting a huge chunk of uh, our conversation out. So, um, just a just a small apology beforehand, just so you know it's there. Um, it's not you; it's me. <laughs> Thanks. Enjoy the show. I'm Damon, and uh, this is Black Nerd Radio. I um, it's we've been gone for about uh, three and a half, well, three weeks. We've been gone for just over three weeks, almost four weeks. And um, Marcel had an operation, uh, back surgery, and unfortunately, uh, this guy can't catch a break. So more shit has gone wrong, and uh, not with his back. And I'm not going to throw all his his medical shit out there, but it's a little bit of a setback and he's going to be, he's going to be fine, but it's just, it's a learning curve and what he's got to deal with right now. And, um, so it's going to be me and a few people or, uh, over the next few weeks, uh, picking up and I kind of got myself burned out on this episode on the show. So we're back. Marcel will be back soon. I hope you get better, buddy. Uh, but, for I think for foreseeable next few weeks, I'm gonna have uh, my white Marcel step in. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty much Marcel, but not Mars, but the white white version, just as grumpy. Uh, Evan, um, well, and I, I think I'm less grumpy, but possibly more misanthropic. So you know like, what? That I'm, that's fair. That's fair. I, I'm like I'm 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 a little cheerier, but I think I hate people more. So it balances out, really. <laughs> yeah. So everybody, this is Evan. You've yeah, heard him heard him before. Um, we are just going to since it's kind of uh, we've been gone for so long. We're just going to kind of we're just going to kind of do what we normally do. Uh, we're going to talk about what we've been watching. But before that, we're going to get into, of course. The Batman. Um, I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna go down what it's about. It's you know the new Batman, the one that just came out. Um, I forget who's the director. Um, um, I knew right up until you said that Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, that's right. So um, it's Matt Reeves' version, and uh, Matt Reeves, if anyone doesn't know, great director. He's responsible for the Planet of the Apes movies. He did Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, he did the Let Me In remake. Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Huh, okay. Um, he also did... Um, God, what was that one movie? 
He did a lot of TV. He did some. Remember Homicide: Life on the Streets? Yes, I love that show. He did a. He did only one or two episodes of that. Anyway, great director. Um, oh, uh, Cloverfield. Yes, 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 Cloverfield. That's right. And uh, what I like when he did with Planet of the Apes, he made me give a shit about CGI apes. Yeah, I was like, he was able. I was like, it's fucking insane what he was able to pull off with that. Well, part of that, part of that was Andy Serkis, though. I mean, you know, it, let, let's be honest. He's the he's the best actor that you never see. Um, true, true. So he's, that, he's that our he's our he's our Boris Karloff. If yeah. you if you're you know you want to really get uh, film nerdy about it. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that comparison, but yeah, I, I can Man, see it. Yeah, and the Batman or the uh, Alfred to the Batman. Yes. All right. So let's get into it. Uh, we'll just start out. What did you think of it? Uh, if you were to one one out of five, what did you think? I would say four and a half, five. Um, I really, I I think that were it not for, if it, if it weren't for Heath Ledger, I would say that it is better than the dark Knight. or yeah dark yes not dark Knight, right the the middle one that has the joker in it which yeah. <laughs> the exact title <laughs> i can't remember right now um i uh, was it were there places it could have been a little shorter yes there are oh, yeah. but i think that a lot of that was just it was atmosphere building because it felt like gotham yeah for the no. For the basically for the first time since the the Tim Burton ones, and that even that was kind of an over stylized Tim Burtony kind of Gotham. <clears throat> this felt like a real gritty metropolis. To, well, not the metropolis, but it felt like a real gritty metropolis, not just like oh here's Chicago with some CGI buildings. Yeah, I always thought of uh, it was you know I was talking to someone about this uh, with especially with. D- are allegories for other cities. I've always looked at, um, I've always thought of Gotham as either Chicago or New York. And uh, like, um, of course, Metropolis is LA. And See, I uh, always think of Metropolis as New York too. Well, it's not. Here's, here, I, you know, it's funny. Uh, a buddy of mine said the same thing, but look at any iteration, any uh, comic book or or animated any iteration of or live action of metropolis metropolis is always sunny there's never a dark day ever yeah. oh yeah it, it's it, it's surrounded by it looks like downtown la but it just for some reason it feels like it should be on the east coast to me oh but no but i i see your point because i've uh, i i don't know superman as well as i know some other you know dc uh uh properties like Batman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, actually, now that you mention it, and I'm thinking of like, you know, big splash pages in the Superman comics that I've read, and it's him flying through Metropolis, and yeah, there are no, there are no palm trees, but it's blue, blue skies, yeah. and yeah. yeah. Uh, the well, Flash. Goddamn, I, had to, <laughs> I, I learned a new thing. Hey, the Flash, the Flash is uh, San Francisco. Um, um, uh, uh, Barry Allen. That's San San Diego. I mean, he's a pilot in San Diego and military town. That's totally San Diego. Yeah, that um, makes sense. Um, and and okay, Peacekeeper is somewhere in Southwest Washington. Yeah, he's definitely in the Pacific Northwest. Ever, evergreen. Sure. Well, okay. Quick, uh, quick digression to another DC property. When the taxi cab pulls up in the first episode, it has a three six zero area code. 
Oh, does it really? I never yes. even noticed it. I <laughs> never like, even noticed it. <laughs> Wait a second. That's my area code. But uh, it's obviously not Vancouver, but I think it's probably like Olympia-ish maybe. But yeah. Uh, but yeah. Maybe, maybe even Tacoma. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I saw that 360. I was like, hey, that's here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be damned. Yeah, so um, my opinion, uh, on a scale of one to five, I would definitely give Batman a four, a solid four. Um, it, yeah, you're right. It is atmospheric as fuck. It's world building. Um, it is, it really feels gritty. It's, it really feels like seven mixed in with Batman. It's always dark, rainy, brooding. It just seems uh, the city is crumbling. It's falling yeah. apart slowly. It's not being maintained very well. Um, I would add, I think it's Batman plus seven plus Chinatown. Yeah, yeah, I can see because there's too. a there's a ton of there's a ton of um, I it I saw it last Saturday, so I don't remember all of the all of the little references and and homages. But there were there were a few things there were a few things in there where I was like, oh, that's referencing this film noir or that's referencing referencing this movie you know so and it just it it felt kind of chinatowny with the corruption and you know there's there's less uh there's less daughter banging than chinatown but right. um it's <laughs> it's uh it it kind of had that same like hey everything's corrupt and everybody sucks and yeah zero hope yeah yeah you're right it, do, it did definitely have that that feel um what uh one thing I did like was um, the one. Another thing I did like about it was I liked how Batman was. It's this is Batman year two, so he's been Batman only a couple of years. And they don't. They kind of. I watched this twice because I saw it with Michelle, and then my daughter wanted to see it, so I watched it again with her. So I was able to kind of look watch it a little more closely. Right. I, it, it, it. He wasn't trained by the league of shadows they don't exist in this at least not not as an entity that trained him all he got all his fighting and training from alfred right which was uh which was a little different it was a different choice which which kind of made me and there was a couple times i was a little pissed at bruce wayne i thought you know and i like that this is he hasn't quite figured out that that Bruce Wayne is the mask and Batman is who he really is. He hasn't put that together that he needs to pay just as much attention to being Bruce Wayne than he does Batman. I mean, he figures it out at the end, but um, it'll be nice to see what the next movie does with that because he was like, you know, was he really didn't give a shit about being Bruce Wayne and not realizing the importance of him being able to, continue to be batman if he's a good bruce wayne so that was kind of cool to see him figure that out well that was go ahead that was that was something that uh after i first got out i was like i didn't really like his bruce wayne and then i started thinking about it and i was like well wait a second he that's that's going to be his arc right it it, because it's obviously planned to be a trilogy at the very least um well may only be two but like okay now he can go from being broody uh, wrapped up in his grief, not playing the part of Bruce Wayne properly. He can he can learn how to do that over the trilogy. And so I I was like, okay. So I had a little more sympathy for his Bruce his Bruce Wayne characterization. His physicality as Batman in that first scene where he's at the crime scene where the what is it the mayor gets murdered. Um, 
and he's just looming over everyone. And I like you, you could feel him coming off the screen without him saying or doing anything. That was, that was impressive. Yeah. I was like, that's like, yeah, I, I, I really appreciated that. I thought Jeffrey Wright as a commissioner, Gordon, Jeffrey Wright, man, that guy can do no fucking wrong. Yeah. He's the Uh, fucking best. He's not even in, he's not even in bad movies ever. Like so even good actors, sometimes they show up in just a total piece of shit, and they're the only good thing about it. I've I've never seen a movie with or show with him in it where it wasn't at least good that I can mm-hmm. that I can recall. Well, here's like, here's 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 something I didn't really get from um um from Jeffrey Wright. He's so good. I for years, and I mean like five six years i thought he was a puerto rican actor because i saw him in the shaft remake the one that john singleton did back in the early aughts and uh, he played this puerto rican gangster and uh, oddly enough uh, he was the he was the antagonist to um to um who was also another antagonist but he was the antagonist antagonist was um Christian Bale, because Christian Bale was the villain in that Shaft movie, and and uh, he played Jeffrey Wright played uh, Peoples Hernandez, this Puerto Rican gangster that Mm -hmm. was threatening uh, threatening Christian Bale's character, who was threatening like the good people of Brooklyn. Anyway, uh, I for years after seeing that, I just assumed he was Puerto Rican. I had no idea. He's such a good. I thought this black man. Was a Puerto Rican actor. Well, he, could, <laughs> he could be a black Puerto Rican. I mean, that's possible. Very <laughs> true. But if you said he was black, I would have said, no, he's Puerto Rican. Thanks, Puerto Rican. What are you talking about? <laughs> listen to that accent. Listen to, <laughs> listen to his diction. That's a Puerto Rican dude. And I believed that shit for years until he was talking in an interview and being a black man. I was like, black man? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? You're Puerto Rican. I thought you're an Afro, Afro, you know, Dominican or something. At least Dominican. <laughs> no, he's uh, just that good. He is. He's the shit. And he was a great. I like. This is the first Batman that had like a um, a real symbiotic relationship between Commissioner that you saw between Commissioner Gordon and Batman because they this movie they've they've always he's always been around, but this is the. They seem like a team. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. there's all, and even in the talk to and get information from, but you never got the feeling there was like a friendship there. You really felt it. You really felt it on in this movie and that they yeah. worked together. They worked together. It was, it was really, I really liked it. I really liked that. Uh, another thing that really stuck out was what the fuck, man? This cast is a powerhouse of people. I mean, uh, Zoe Kravitz was an awesome Catwoman. I, I she really never, was. I'm going to argue to say she was my favorite Catwoman. She was the most believable one. One, she was actually a cat burglar. I mean, yes. how many other Catwoman movies were there? They, they'll have them steal something. But, I mean, uh, yes, Anne Hathaway was a cat burglar in Nolan's Batman movies. But I, you only I seen her like... do it once. And she was very... 
and I, I'm a big Anne Hathaway fan. I love I Anne am Hathaway, too. but she was I, very I crab. Like I felt like yeah. anyone could have played Catwoman in the movie she was in. But Zoe brought something different, and they had like this sexual tension that Batman and Catwoman do have. Like mm-hmm. they want to hook up, but they don't quite because they're in two totally different worlds, and they're two married to each each other's ideology. To there's no room for a relationship, but they right. both clearly like each other. Yeah, no, I, I mean I really like that. I really thought it was it was believable. Yeah, and uh, Colin Farrell as as uh, as the Penguin, fucking unrecognizable. There was one scene. I think it was his. I think it was his first real scene where he's interacting with the Batman and he's scared and he opens his eyes really wide. And I was like, okay, I can tell those are Colin Farrell's eyes, but only because I know it's Colin Farrell under it. Otherwise could not. Yeah. If, if you didn't know, you would have no fucking idea. You'd be like, who's this character? Who's this fat character actor? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Have I I seen this guy in something else? Oh yes, I have. I told my girlfriend we were watching it that oh, I was calling Flo. She's like, no way. I was like, and even towards the end, she's like, I can't, I know it's him, but I can't see it. I just can't see yeah. it. And he was having fun. He was having oh, yeah. fun with it. He was just chewing up scenery. Yeah. I love how he called out Batman and uh, Commissioner Gordon. He's like, what are you guys, world's greatest detectives? Really? You guys don't know, <laughs> am I the only one here to know Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> that's, how, that's how he gained the weight was by chewing scenery. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah it, i'm looking at the cast now paul dano john turturro andy circus john turturro what it, john turturro can be he can be terrifying just being the way he was he used to seem like a scary dude in that movie yeah and he 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 doesn't he doesn't it's obviously acting because he does not come across that way no in he's interviews or yeah or anything so yeah, I, that's one of those that like I if if that character told me they were going to eviscerate me and eat my entrails, I'd believe him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, okay, I'm pretty sure you're not lying. Um, I'm gonna leave now. Fucking Russell Crowe, who I think is a tool, unrecognizable, and did a great job as Commissioner Savage. Wait, I mean, what? Oh, you didn't realize that? What? No. The the commissioner that Gordon replaced. When he yeah. died, that was Russell Crowe. You are fucking kidding me. I swear, I swear. On I'm, I'm on IMDb right now. I'm, Look I'm, it up. I'm going to fact check it. I'm going to fact check it. Uh, control F. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That was Alex Ferris. Alex Ferns. I'm sorry. Not Russell Crowe. Oh, okay. My I, bad. My no, bad. No, no. That's, that's okay. It's okay. Who <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know it. I, I don't know him from anything. But uh, Pete Savage. He does have kind of a a, 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 do, a doughy Russell Crowe look. Yeah, <laughs> he he does. He does. He was in Wrath of Men. He was in um. Uh, these are he was in Chernobyl. That Chernobyl movie. I still haven't watched. I still have not watched the final episode of that. Oh, it's really good, man. Because I a... don't want it to. Because I don't want it to end. Uh, oh come on! Okay. You're you're one of those people. Yes, <laughs> it's a, it's an it's an amazing uh, it's an amazing miniseries, and they're like, oh, I don't want it to end. And Carol and I were watching it together, and then she got back to school. Uh, she got back to school, so when she's done with that, we'll probably rewatch the whole thing because you know, might as well. Um, 
and she never saw the first uh she didn't see the first episode which is uh, uh kind of kind of important to to yeah. the uh the the feel of the whole thing but um but yeah uh the 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 length did not bother me i was uh i was like i said there yes could have been shorter at points but and you had said you know hey you're you're not going to check your watch and the only time i was checking my watch was like hey this is the end of the first act isn't it and i'd look down like oh yep it's about an hour in all right cool uh, <laughs> oh is this this is the end of the second act oh yeah two hours in all right cool um, yeah but uh but yeah just like with dune or uh uh i'm trying to think of another lengthy movie that i watched recently that didn't uh didn't bug me um th- there's enough going on that you're like yeah i'll just i'm i'm stuck to the screen yeah yeah i yeah it definitely could have been shorter but i didn't have a problem with the length i i was intrigued the entire time something i did like uh no, something i didn't like was Bruce Wayne was kind of trying my patience a little bit. I mean, uh, he was kind of a shithead a little bit. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll give you an example. Okay, so more than once, he mentioned it actually three different times, he alluded or flat out said, you're not my father. Or, yes. or you will wane. Uh, he like, hey, you're hey, not my real dad. Hey, Dick, that, that was- this is someone that's raised you most of your life. That was the the first time he did it. That was the first thing that popped into my head. You're not my real dad, and then go into his his study and slam the door, and you know, yeah, listen Stop. to the mode. He's all, yeah, yeah, or the cure and cry, <laughs> fucking asshole. Okay, but that's uh, part of the but that's part of the character, and will be part of the character development, I'm sure. True, but like, okay, but this is when I was like, oh fuck you, Bruce. They were, uh, you know, uh. Um, Alfred almost dies. You know the explosion from. Oh, we got to talk about um, what's his name is a Riddler. I love what they did with the role. I'll come back to that. But um, Alfred almost dies. You know, he takes a bomb to the face even after throwing it. Uh, he takes a bomb to the face. Uh, Bruce finds out some shit about his family that he didn't know. He goes to the hospital. Alfred wakes up. He's been awake 30 fucking seconds after just leaving the grips of death. And what does fucking fuckhead Bruce say to him? You lied to me. Oh, fuck you. It's not about you, you asshole. (laughs) Yes, it is. I'm a wealthy orphan and everything revolves around me. Oh, I was like, you eat a bag of dicks, Bruce. And that on top of more than once, you're what are you, a Wayne? He's like, well, your dad gave me this. And I was like, oh, the the cufflinks. I was like, you're just a real fucking prick. I'd fucking kick your ass, (laughs) fucking dickhead. (laughs) I I brought you in. I can take you out. (laughs) Fucking Bruce. Asshole Bruce. That bugged me how much of a shithead he was to Alfred. Yeah. And Alfred, Alfred was fucking patient with him way more patient than i would have been i've been like yeah. look dick i've raised you 20 of your 34 year 32 years you better show me some fucking respect yeah i am your father asshole <laughs> oh. last last time i checked i'm not a corrupt billionaire so there's that yeah no. <laughs> I, got, I got one oh. on him right there um, <laughs> uh, oh god damn it i was like oh 
Uh, I liked that um, we saw a little bit of Venom used in towards the end because Bruce, I mean, he relied on his bulletproof suit a little too much. Butch is, yeah, I don't care. But uh, he totally, uh, he totally uh, gets, he takes like a shotgun blast to the chest and it knocks him, knocks the shit out of him, probably breaks some ribs. And Catwoman gets, uh, she's getting beat up and she's probably going to get killed. And Bruce injects himself. And I, I knew what it was, but Michelle's uh, um, like, what is that? I was like, See, is that I didn't, a dr- is that a I didn't know what it was. Is that a drilling? I was like, well, yes and no. It's like drilling times 50. It's, That's what I thought. It was like an EpiPen or something. Yeah, and then it's venom. Somebody pointed out it's Bane juice, Yeah, basically. Which, which is called Venom. And oh, okay. And uh, he, it's, uh, but, you know, Bane just has it going perpetually through his body. Right. That, that's why he has those tubes because they go through. It, that's part of his 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 uh, circulatory system. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, for, but for a while in the comics, uh, Bruce would use it. I mean, it gives him like superhuman strength, but it puts you in like this frenzied berserker mode, and that's why he almost fucking takes out you know Gordon when Gordon like comes up on him. He had to like right. collect himself because it's just like you're just in this blind rage. And you just yeah, this super strength, and you know, but it's kind of hard to keep it in check. Yeah, and remember, he'll burn this place to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> can we get can we get season three of that now, HBO? Please. Yeah, no shit. I, uh, <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> <laughs> but uh, it was um, that was kind of cool to see because it was like a subtle, like oh shit, all right, he's got uh, he's got venom. So we're a gonna, little, we're... a little Easter egg for the nerds who pay attention. Yes, <laughs> but uh, I, I enjoyed it immensely. I thought it was a great movie. I can't wait to see what they do with the next. And uh, oh, Paul Drano, Paul. Dan- I like how they made the Riddler just a straight up serial killer, and yeah. he and and almost a sympathetic, a sympathetic villain. I mean, he well, yeah. had, and he, you know, if you really look at it, the movie is revolved around three orphans, Bruce. Catwoman and the Riddler, all orphans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, uh, uh, okay, so his father was investigating all this shit, gets murdered. I, I'd say I'm not necessarily agreeing with his methods, but I can understand his, his anger, you know? Right, right. Like, yeah, he had reason. He wasn't just like, I'm going to murder people for fun. Woo! No, he just <laughs> took out the people that fucking were, you know, orchestra, you know, or were or, or instrumental in fucking creating the psychopath he was and i like that he was an incel i was like that was a different kind of uh he was definitely an incel and uh it was kind of crazy um i didn't watch a bunch of it but in gotham um he he kind of was in gotham a little bit yeah he was well in in gotham he was he was an incel until he wasn't as i did I, i watched the entire series and it was it, for the good. It, it, it was mostly bad, but it had yeah. some good points to it. It did absolutely. Um, and uh, uh, but um, the penguin in that was he I, was I more, enjoyed him. Yeah, the penguin, him, him, and uh, Ip. You know, and, uh, the Riddler. They Ipkiss. They were like um, they they had the most interesting arcs by far in that show. I did not like their Joker. But I don't, for some reason, I don't like that actor. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah what sucks, what they couldn't call him the Joker, and they could only go Joker adjacent because 
licensing. It was, you know, they were allowed the movie rights, but not the TV rights or the TV rights, not the movie rights. So they could only go so far mm-hmm. with the Joker. And it was just, it's, it's so funny that the DC people stand up, strip of their own, they can't get out of their own way all the fucking time. That's yeah. why we, you know, at one point we had, we were going to have three different Joe or two different Joker movies and two different flash movies. It's just, it's just kind of stupid. And they don't, you know, it looks like the flash movie that's coming out is actually incorporating flash as well as the cinematic flash because they're taking a, uh, you know, out of Marvel's playbook, they realize, Oh, you can incorporate these other things in a multiverse, uh, multiverse uh storyline and make it work you know because they did it with three different spider-man from three different eras right of, and in two different movie studios and they made it work did they think that does dc think because dc has had multiple worlds just as long maybe longer than marvel has and did they think that the the general viewing public couldn't like wrap their minds around it or something I don't know what they think because they, they, they constantly fuck themselves over. Uh, it's like they can't get out of their own way and they'll do something good and then they'll do something equally shitty and f- just like undo all their goodwill that they've created. And so it's hard yeah. to imagine what, what, what's up with them because they'll, they'll, the Batman was great. The first Wonder Woman was great. Wonder Woman 84 was complete garbage. Oh, God. Uh, uh, it was. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I don't have you know Aquaman was fun, but it's not a good movie. I wouldn't call it good. But I've it, seen it, Aquaman. It's fun. It doesn't need to be as long as it is. It's two and a half hours, mm. but it's fun. It's bright. It's you know it is a fun watch, but it's you don't take it seriously. Uh, the right. Flash. The Flash looks like they want the Flash to kind of undo all the shit that they've done, trying to compete with Marvel. Which instead of carving their own lane, they're trying to compete with something that had a ten-year head start, and they actually care about and have a template for all their movies, so they don't stray too far away from the goal of telling a story. That's why you get an end game because you have different directors doing all these movies they're not going to allow you to go so far off the beaten path that the next movie that a different director does isn't going to make a lot of sense or jive well now you they they kind of like here's 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 the coloring book you can do whatever you want color it however you want as long as you stay in the lines and that's dc doesn't do that no dc people don't do that neither neither does lucasfilm apparently well yeah that was yeah don't even get me started on that bullshit (laughs) <laughs> that's oh my for an, god that's for another podcast that's another podcast dude that's, that's i have possibly a two-parter <laughs> yeah i i've said this on many podcasts audrey had a podcast uh i uh, used to have an old podcast the uh, devil vagina magic and we spent an episode talking about star wars and i spent maybe 30 minutes just trashing uh uh rise of skywalker and why i would never own that movie it's the only one i will ever own and i said I, you know i just tore it to ribbons yeah, and, and it was funny. It started out with her kind of defending it, and then towards the end, she was like, "Yeah, you're right. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that movie." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, the Last Jedi. I understand a lot of people don't like it, but it it at least tried something. That so and it took some this... bold steps, you know. Yeah. And it they may have been it, wrong. Yeah, and it moved the but... story forward, yeah. and it was just like, and what did JJ do? He just. This other movie was just fan service and undoing what the last movie did. It was fuck and dead end mystery box. And then dead ends to shit you built in one and two. Oh, don't get yeah. me started, dude. I fucked that movie. Don't even get me started. <laughs> yep. You know what? We both like the Batman. Uh, what else? What else have you been watching? Um, I uh, actually have finally gotten out of the uh, 
desire to not watch movies anymore because I had to watch movies to recommend them for way too little money for too long. Um, so I spent uh, three days, uh, all of yesterday, watching three movies that I've had on my list. Uh, Django, Unchained, The Other Guys, and Hail Caesar. Um, of course, I'm all cut up on The Peacemaker. Um, Great show. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I, I finally got around to watching Cobra Kai. Um, that, that show is better than it has any re- right to be. Yeah, um, I know. It's, it's a fun, it's, it's, it's corny and silly and this weird universe where karate like people in karate give a shit <laughs> yes. I mean, karate is even a thing okay. karate is huge in the valley we have MMA now and boxing is making a resurgence but yet people still give a shit about karate yes. in what world but okay but you go with it and it's fun but it, it, it doesn't take itself too seriously and no. it knows and it knows what it's doing and that's, that's what makes it fun uh, it is per- literally it's like the family show you didn't know you wanted. Right. The the uh, uh, the the wife um, is it Amanda? His, yeah. Uh, Daniel's wife. She has all the best lines, and it's all just like cutting sarcasm every time. Like when Johnny and uh, uh, Carmen is it his neighbor, and yeah. they they all end up at the at the same restaurant, and they they're sitting together, and she, she like leans over to Carmen, she's like they have competing karate dojos <laughs> it's just the way she delivers it and it's like this is dumb we know it's dumb we're gonna hang a lampshade <laughs> on it but we're gonna do it in an entertaining way and they called it cobra kai because uh daddy issue nostalgia cash grab would be too uh too lengthy i think <laughs> nostalgia cash grab. <laughs> it's too many it's too many it's too many syllables cobra kai you just get it right out there it's a uh, short sweet to the point um i've been watching uh uh uh, our flag means death. Oh yeah, I haven't watched it yet, but I hear nothing but good stuff about it. Um, the first because they they did the chunks. They did the first three episodes and the next three episodes, and then they've done two episodes, the episodes seven and eight, most recently. Um, and the first three, it kind of slogged a little for me. But then the next three episodes, I was like, oh okay, no no, you get you got me. All right, I'm I'm watching Taika Waititi and uh, 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 Reese Darby. You 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 hooked me. <laughs> So, um, no, it's entertaining. It's fluff. Uh, there, there's, you know, there's a little bit of, uh, there's a little bit of obviously some themes and, and things like that, that are maybe a little heavier, but it's just, it's entertainment. That's all it is. Right. Um, I, I would recommend it. So. All right. All right. Absolutely. Now, um, uh, that's pretty much, that's pretty much all that, uh, all that jumps right to mind. Um, and for me, uh, I haven't watched a ton. Um, I did see Django. I saw Django years ago. What am I saying? I did ten, finish. It's ten years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking. Quick, I, okay, one one thing. So um, uh, I just mentioned that I watched it. Quick, quick uh, impressions. I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot more more than Hateful Eight. God, that wouldn't be hard. Um, Are you kidding? I loved Hateful Eight. <laughs> see, I loved here's, my, here's my problem with Hateful Eight. It is. Quentin Tarantino being so far up his own ass that I just, I couldn't get, like, there was, it was like Lucas on episode one. There was nobody to tell him no or something. I don't know, but that's for, you know, that's another, I, that's another I discussion. Lo- I loved it. I loved it a lot. It was his homage, believe it or not, to The Thing. 
He said as much. In fact, if I can you kind of see that. If you, if you watched a movie, I, and I, I'm a, you know, people know I am a huge Carpenter fan. In fact, I call myself a John Carpenter hack. And uh, I am a B level, John, C level John Carpenter hack. And, uh, and he was a big fan. He said the inspiration for that movie was uh, the thing. And if you listen to the movie, there's a scene where uh, the score is 100% lifted, not copied, not uh, not a variation, but completely lifted. Yeah, but completely lifted from the thing and put in that movie. All right. Well, one of these days I'll rewatch it. And people, just... people in this in, locked in one location, a blizzard where they can't leave, trying to figure out who the bad guy is. That's well, it's also. Thing. I thought I thought I remember hearing something about uh, it also being uh, kind of an homage to some Agatha Christie as well. Like and I then there were none. Um, but uh, so I'm watching Django, and I I didn't realize at the time when it had come out. I didn't realize it had been ten years. And right in the opening sequence, there's a line, and Daniel Kaluuya is there, and I'm like, hey, there's a whole Daniel Kaluuya here. He must pop up later. No. <laughs> Yeah, he he wasn't any, he wasn't a name yet. He wasn't anybody then. I was like, yeah, because <laughs> I'm watching the I'm watching the whole movie up to the end, and I'm like, where's Daniel? Where's Daniel? Why does he not come back? And then I'm looking, and it's like 2012. I was like, oh, he wasn't anybody in 2012. No, <laughs> it was, he was just some he was just some British black dude <laughs> that uh, that wanted to be an actor in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, hey, cool, Daniel Kaluuya is going to come back, right? He's like, he's like Chekhov's gun or something. No, 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 just he was an extra. But uh, <laughs> just it shocked me. And then it was like, oh, I haven't watched this movie for 10 years. What the fuck? Anyway. Um, but yes, no, very, very good. Uh, the right kind of Tarantino. And the most evil character, hands down, Samuel Jackson. He oh, was- yeah. God damn. You know, it's crazy because those those kinds of dudes existed. And oh, yeah. uh, and uh, and you saw he really had control over over, uh, you know, like behind closed doors. He addressed he addressed. Um, uh, what's his name? Help me out. Uh, Candy. Yeah, Candy. Yeah, can, yeah. Yeah. He addressed him by his first name. He, mm-hmm. you know, he made himself a drink, saying, you know, "This is what's going on. You need to do this and this." Mm-hmm. And then he would turn it off and be like the happy-goes-lucky slave again. He was yeah. the most dangerous character in that movie. Yes, and I cannot. Why did anyone think that casting Will Smith in that role would have been a good idea? Uh, I'm glad he turned it down. I don't think he would There's have pulled a, it off. No, I'm watching it and I'm like, no. Uh, uh, Jamie Foxx is perfect for this because when he has to do the heel turn yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure it's been a little while since you've seen it but you know when he has to do the heel turn and pretend to be the black slaver I'm like there's no way Will Smith could have pulled this off like Will no. Smith can Will Smith and that's all he can do and it's fine and it's entertaining but there's no way he could have done that cold evil thing that Jamie Foxx did I was like there's no there's no fucking way why 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 would anyone think that was a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> it was a great movie. Yes. But um, I, uh, I did also finish Peacemaker. I was going to... Uh, what did I see in the theater recently? Um, oh, I can't think of it. I am going to go see X. Uh, and I'll probably give a review of that next week. 
And it is uh, it is playing at the Kiggins. If you want to venture your way into scenic Vancouver, if you want to, you know, support a support a local, um, but it is also playing at the Metroplexes and all that. But uh, yeah, I might have to see the Metroplex if I plan on seeing it before the week is over because I want to gotcha. during because you know what what unfortunately uh, I'd see it at the Kiggins. I totally support that place. Is that's where I grew up. That's where I learned yeah. I love movies. Right, but um. <laughs> But you know, I can't dollar fifty double feature. Yep, I can't. I can't um, see it at eleven o'clock in the morning, so it doesn't interrupt right. my. But I can if I see it at a multiplex. Um, the 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 previews kind of intrigued me about it. Honestly. Well, it's also yeah. Ty West is also the director, and Ty West is someone I, I've been watching for quite some time. He's an independent director, but you've probably seen. See, uh, he's done. One of the, he's part of a group of, he was part of a, a big group of new horror directors that kind of became big over time. Uh, they, uh, he, um, one of the directors from his little group uh, directed the first and uh, second Godzilla movie. Um, uh, but Ty West did like uh, The Innkeepers, he did The House of. I think I've talked about that movie before in the past. He did the uh, Sacrament, the Jim Jones esque documentary. He did. Um, he was part of a. He was in the movie, but he wrote. Uh, uh, he was in the movie with another one of his independent director friends, a guy didn't directing Godzilla. Um, oh, the uh, House of the Devil. Yeah, that was good. I it was like that. A, it was an homage to eighty movie eighties yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About Satanic Panic. Yeah, that was yeah. I really enjoyed. That. I had forgotten I watched it until I just saw the uh, until I saw the the cover. Yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that, and uh, I have I'll I'll have a review for um for uh, X next week. But uh, we should probably get going. I gotta. Yeah, it's a uh, late on a Sunday. I have to get yes. to work you tonight. Need- it's my Monday. You need to sleep, and I need to run at least one errand. So, uh. all right, um, folks, uh, this will be the end for until next week. But after Evan and I get off here, you're going to hear a review of uh, a comic that Marcel and I were supposed to do a review of weeks ago. Uh, since Marcel can't do it, I'm going to give a review, and it's called um, uh, Antidote. So, when I sign off here, just listen for Antidote, and then I'll see you next week. See ya. Soon, I'm sure. Bye. Hello, I'm Damon, and this is a quick review of Astrid comic um, Antidote. Now, uh, Marcel and I were supposed to do a review of this like a while ago. Uh, but we only got uh, we got like part of the comic, not the whole thing. But I finally got a chance to read the entire thing, and it's really good. Uh, in a nutshell, it takes place in D.C., and there's this um, reporter who she um, she oh, what is her name? Oh, oh, what is her name? Oh, this is gonna bug me now. Well, there's this reporter, and she works in Washington, D.C., and it's basically a politic-driven um, comic. 
basically imagine if there was a a team of people like a excuse me like a um a journalist and a, a private detective and they were their goal was to like take down the like Tucker Carlson's and the the um Mitch McConnell's of the world but it is centered centered only in in DC and it deals with like all the corruption the power the poor the rich it deals with all that and it kind of follows her personal story on the side but um it's definitely not a comic for kids not because the not necessarily because of like language or sexual content which some of that is in there but it's more, you know, it's it gets heavy into politics and how it runs and how it works and how you got to grease the wheels to, you know, bribe this person to get this done, that kind of thing. There's no superheroes in this. I mean, and, and actually, like the subtitle to Antidote uh, is "Fuck Boys and Incels Are a Poison." I mean, that's pretty fucking. That's pretty fucking badass. I liked it. I liked it. I would read more of this comic. Astra Comics is an online comic uh, company, uh, so you can order it. I think you can order a hard copy for five ninety nine, or you can um, order it online for three ninety nine, or the digital copy. Anyway, um, Astra Comics. That's A S T R I D Comics dot com. Antidote. Antidote is 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 the name of the comic I was talking about. Um, very cool. Check it out. Um, see you next week.